Hey, Speakeasy listeners, it's the Strategy Series. Minisodes that give you an actionable shot in the arm on marketing, media, and management. Grab a cocktail or not, here we go. Listeners, I think we've all lived through a myriad of virtual meetings and events in the past few months that have really highlighted the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, So I kind of want Karen to tell us how it should work. Tell us about it, Karen. So, you know, virtual video events are completely changing the landscape of the event industry. And and I've worked adjacent to this industry for a long time. We often create content for, for big events. And so I've been at that table for a long time. And what I realized is that as, as people who are internal to our um, to our client audience, they're instantly as they as they see their summer and fall and even spring lineup kind of uh, just disappear. Um, they've been worried. A lot of people de- depend on their events for um, to generate sales, to to generate their fund development. That's so crucial, and they were coming to us asking for solutions. So um, these virtual video events are are so important. I think for to get it right, you have to really walk through. Um, some steps. A virtual event is not going to look exactly like the video version of your existing event. You're going to have to adjust a little bit. Um, I think the first thing that's important is to know your audience. That's obviously important um, first step in in many um, creative endeavors. But knowing your audience, knowing um, how comfortable they are with technology, what where are they? Are they across the country? Are they mostly in the same community? Uh, what kind of technology are they comfortable with? Um, and, and, and then further, based on the, the type of event that you're trying to produce, kind of pick a format. So a trade show with, um, that needs an exhibitor area is going to look very different than something that's a fundraiser, right? Sure. And then you want to design for the engagement that you want to create. I have a client who um, every year their, um, their fundraiser has a paddle raise, and that generates a lot of excitement and competition and enthusiasm and money. And so they were trying to figure out a way to generate a paddle raise without um, having everybody on Zoom. And so we figured out a way to do that through chat um, where we have – uh, specialty emojis that we're creating that have the amount of money that they want to to raise. And so as people um, chat, they populate these little bubbles that look like paddles that have the dollar amount that they're raising. And you can see that come through the feed and that's very exciting. And it still kind of has that, um, the excitement, but also the competition. Like, you, you know, I see that you raised your paddle, Jen, for $500. I better step in line, right? That's so fun. I had no idea. Yeah. So the other thing with engagement, but also interest. So if you if you know that your audience is, um, you know, heavily invested or he- heavily paying attention to Twitter and you want to make sure that you have a campaign, you can um, embed a Twitter feed right into the event. Um, if you know that polls and quizzes and surveys are important, whether that's post-event or whether that's um, for engagement during, you can kind of take the temperature of the experience um, in real time and have a plan for adjustment if need be. Um, kind of have a choose your own adventure. Like if 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 the if the event is going one way, we take a right turn, and if it's going a different way, maybe we take a left turn. But that really comes down to um, having a plan, a roadmap, and really rehearsing, um, rehearsing the tech, rehearsing the content, um, having a lot of role awareness, just like a live event would. Yeah, it sounds just like a lot. All of the components of a live event, we're just delivering them over the internet. Yeah. And then, and then maybe there's a post survey, um, but then really being able to review the analytics of that live event. Um, the analytics can show you per user um, 
who showed up based on registrations, um, how long each individual user engaged, whether they were attended the full event or they boogied after a certain amount of time, um, which allows you to either um, prepare appropriate follow-ups, segment that audience a little bit more, or just know um, know how much information that each audience member really came away with. So that could be helpful for things like you know, certifications and trainings, or it could just be helpful in segmenting that audience and, and having the appropriate, um, sorry, we missed you follow-up email or so glad that you came follow-up email. And, you know, there's always important things too related to engagement, whether that's making sure that the buy it now button or donate now or join now button is right there prominently underneath the, the, the event, um, video. Um, but there's lots of ways to design it so that, um, so that engagement is first and foremost because you don't want people to feel like they're in another Zoom meeting. You want your event to feel um, like it has the polish and the the reverence that that your event deserves. That's that's far and far and away different than a day to day Zoom meeting. Um, but that people come away having learned or having gained the information that you intended. That, you know the objective. And it sounds like y- you talk about all this, and um, I feel like this could be new to some event planners or new to some organizations. So you can kind of walk them through all of these details and hold their hand to pull off an event like this that is seamless and respectful and of the caliber that they expect, right? Yeah, it's very much um, a white glove service. We we attend the event, we um, administer the event, and we, we monitor, it, monitor it, make sure it goes off without a hitch. Thanks for giving us the lowdown on how to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jen. 